You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Welcome to today, to now. <laughs> Why, thank you. You're welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, pretty well, actually. I'm feeling awake. I'm feeling alive. <laughs> that sounds really... Oh, that's good. Sounds As very... opposed to feeling awake and <laughs> yeah, not well, alive. Yeah. No, it sounds very corny, but I'm just, uh, I'm feeling equipped. That sounds really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um <laughs> I guess really what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a more attractive way to say I'm not feeling like sluggish or worn down, but those are not pretty words. No, but I mean, they communicate. I'm feeling not those things. You're feeling not those things. You're feeling awake and alert. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Times five. Times five. (laughs) Awake and alert times five. (laughs) Is that the number you say? Times five? Is that the military thing? I think it's awake and alert times two. Dang. Okay. Oh, well. I didn't say that. disappoint your father. That was not a... He'll write in. That's right. He'll be like, hey, listen here. (laughs) One star One, you you don't let me on the podcast. (laughs) Two, you said it wrong. Yeah, I think it's awake and alert times two. Yeah, you're probably right. I never did have an opportunity to need to say that necessarily in my military sojourns. Nor have I, but for obviously different reasons. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear that, though. Glad yeah. to hear you're not feeling sluggish or worn down. How about you? Feeling good. Yeah? Yep. Tackling the days, you know? Mm-hmm. Warm summer days. Love that. I yeah, really do. Indeed, yeah. The only bummer, I was thinking about this last night, mm-hmm. is that we have a fire pit in our backyard and haven't really had an opportunity to use that yet because it's been a little too warm for a fire, for a big fire, you know? Yeah. So we've sat out there. Sure. But it just feels incomplete without a fire going. Yeah. But it's just too warm. I'm like, ah, I don't, I'm not here for that yet. I wonder when those temperatures will start to shift at night. Realistically, I don't know. Is that an end of August sort of thing? Is that a September sort of I'm thing? I'm going to say mid-September. Because I'm like, that's a that's an autumn. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that's my favorite thing in the world. I'm there. Yeah. yeah. Now, I feel like up through August and then even beginning of September, it's still like, oh, yeah, it's summertime, which I'm here for. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Love it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of sad about my when carpet. It, when it becomes like appropriate to like, A, have a fire. That's a great marker right there. Yeah. Because that's, you know, you got to have a place for it. You got to have the supplies for it. Maybe the community for that. But when you're like, okay, it's now appropriate to wear boots and a jacket. Oh, yes. We are here. It is autumn. It's my favorite. It is fall. Most august. But not August. Not August. Named for Augustus Caesar, of course. Reason. Naturally. Not surprised. As one did, yes. Of course. That was, uh, July was named for Julius. Really? Yeah. I did not know that at all. Yeah. Isn't that mm. interesting? I forget which Roman emperor stopped the tradition of like, hey, we'll name a month after you. And he was like, nah. No, I'm good. I think it may have been Marcus Aurelius. I bet Marcus Aurelius loved autumn and he's like, they're all taken, so I don't care anymore. <laughs> That'd be my move. Or, or he could, you know, he's like the emperor, so he's like, <laughs> they're all so mine. Like, yeah, like, get out of here. This is what we're doing. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, yeah, nice, authentic fire. Not a fake fire, no, right? No, no, Am I right? no, it's got to be. It's got to be the real deal. I don't want a digital loop of a fire. <laughs> Could set the mood in an internal temperature when it's like too, you know, but because I don't have a functioning fireplace, but let's be real. I don't don't need that. I want the real fire. You want the real thing. I want the thing where I can potentially harm myself. Or toast, toast my my toes. Toast your toes or marshmallows. Or marshmallows. The you know, thing. put them between a little bit of Hershey's <laughs> I chocolate. Like, I was desperate to alliterate. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that was well played. That was well played. The nice alliteration there. You know, yeah. depending on what you mean. You know, hopefully not actually. You know, no. toast in such a way as to you know like char them or whatever. But, no, I'll you know. try the marshmallows though. Yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah, same. But uh, speaking of authentic things. <laughs> 
because that's how we do here. I was recently working through some material in Isaiah for some unrelated purposes, but uh, I was struck again as I was doing that by the profundity of Isaiah 40 verses 18 through 20, which reads, To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness compare with him? An idol? A craftsman casts it. And a goldsmith overlays it with gold and casts for it silver chains. He who is too impoverished for an offering chooses wood that will not rot. He seeks out a skillful craftsman to set up an idol that will not move. Ooh. So, uh, maybe wondering, well, Josiah, where's the profundity in that? You know, that sounds pretty, you know, I mean, nothing crazy there. Mm. Well, that's what we're here to try and discuss on the podcast here, yeah. because, uh, you know, this is a timeless truth that is always timely, I think, worth sharing in a format like this, and uh, in Isaiah's context. So let's, let's back it up real quick and talk about that. The people of God had been fooled by an elaborate ruse, which was frequent for them, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Their favorite move. Yeah, it happened way more often than was necessary. <laughs> Because they had been convinced that statues made of gold and silver or wood and stone were gods, right? That was just uh, that was a common practice in their day. Right. Yeah, we got a Pretty little statue popular. here. It's a god. Big move. Yeah, and that these gods could control the weather, mm. couples' fertility, outcomes of wars, you name it. Basically, if there was something that you didn't think you could control, well, there was a god who could control that. This and sculpture can. Yeah, this sculpture can. And the good news is, you can control the sculpture. Ooh, Ooh you know? wait a minute. That's, yeah. It's like, you're like, this holds the power to do all of these amazing things. Because you, you can't just do it. Right. This thing has to do it. Yes. But you can control this thing. Yes. That is frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> I do not like that loop. That is not fun. Bad loop. This is what we call a bad feedback loop. <laughs> right? Yes. And of course, the great irony of all that is that these gods, so-called, had to be made by human hands. Like, right, they could not fashion themselves. They could not take care of themselves. They had to be cared for by temple attendants. I mean, they can't even move on their own. Like, you have to pick them up hmm, and sure. take them from place to place. And rich and poor alike believed in this artificial reality. Okay? You know, the rich gave their gold and silver to make idols. The poor walked into the woods and cut down trees to make idols. Sure, yeah. They bowed down before these gods that had been made by their own two hands, which, okay, you know, we can just state the obvious. Doesn't sound much like a god, Not right? especially you godly. Know. No. <laughs> I am a god. Make me. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like what's, uh, there's something amiss here. Not the most inspiring. That is, like, I think one of the most frustrating things about this idea, that, like, just some dude crafted this idol. Yeah. Like, it is a sculpture, bro. <laughs> Could be great one. Yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah, fantastic. Great, great. But it's a, it's a, it's a sculpture. Yeah, you've made a piece of art for the, for the home. Yes, or the hearth. You know, not a, not a god. Yeah, and it's like, it's like humble human hands are responsible, yes. and their imagination, and whether yes. or not they executed it well, you'll never know. Yeah, so, that's right. It's just, I know this is a little bit of a digression, but I hopefully it will make sense because I get the exact same feeling with cult leaders. All right. Oh yes. Now bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like statues and cult leaders. <laughs> <laughs> very like yeah i mean in some, no, in some specific yeah. ways because no. when i can't tell if they're buying into their own spiel it's like oh yeah you invented this lore my man yeah. <laughs> like all of the rules from your imagination how can any how can any of this be real to you like i get that you've swayed vulnerable people but surely you know how paper thin your own doctrine is and it yeah. is it is so similar here yeah like you freaking made that man it's like <laughs> And the, oh, here's just just a little peek behind the, the art curtain here. You can find yourself making something because you're like, oh, it's going to look like this. And then you mess up and you're like, well, guess it's going to change now because you can't add wood back into the sculpture. <laughs> nope. So like what happened? Like the artist who did that, he's like, yeah, but I messed that up. <laughs> 
and that's your god <laughs> not man. perfect god what also the fact that it's like oh yeah you know like you take an example of like the ephesians like later in acts mm-hmm. where he's like oh yeah we sell these things like we make <laughs> tons of them and sell them like oh yeah, yeah. factory made. that's cool yeah fresh off the line you know like ours is you know it's bulk great value artemis you know of the ephesians you know <laughs> Like you Off know, brand yeah, like good, you know, good grief. Oh. Yeah, which is also funny on the you know cult leaders. Like I'm thinking of like Joseph Smith being like, yeah, did he try to you know come up with this whole like, oh yeah, the Angel Morani told mm-hmm. me all these things, and Conveniently. then and then like thinking like, oh, this is kind of crazy. But then oh, people started buying it, and then he's like, oh well, no, maybe maybe I did, maybe this is real, or was he just so you know like mentally deluded? Yeah, that he was like, oh yeah. No, I believe. I'm a true believer. <laughs> yeah, like, And right? then my belief constitutes the truth. Like, mm, that's mm, interesting. That's interesting. Not great. No. And and to that point, you know, in this passage, you have an example of prophets like Isaiah. So he's one of these guys who come along to warn the people of God by saying, this is not a real God. You know, the real Lord is over here. You know, he's always been, I mean, well, he can't be localized into a, a statue, right? Yeah. Like he's he fills all things. Of course, you know, the world continued to counter with a message of its own, which is don't listen to the prophets. You know, these gods are the real deal. You can see them and touch them, which is a big mm. deal, right? Like for Something. people, like you want to be able to see and handle it. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. But yeah. And when have you ever been able to do that with the so-called god of abraham isaac and jacob you know like that's Ooh, checkmate yeah like well interesting point is that i can't think of any other major religions in the world and i could be wrong because i've not done an in-depth study on this so fact check me on this later but only religion at this point in history because later you get some but only one that's like no no image of our god like no image at all like we oh. cannot make him into an image there are no images of him and totally unique very very different especially i mean like we know at least among the canaanites and the ancient near east and the yeah. pantheons like yeah images all over the place all right so yes yeah, so, i mean you got that going on and his ways are hard and the ways of these gods are easy you know again it comes back to this like you can kind of you know mm-hmm. they control things but you kind of control them actually yeah. and you get all that you want with the artificial gods and none of what you don't want mm. with the living god you just you just tailor make all your preferences here right yeah i mean you really to quote voltaire ironically i think you've pulled this up every once in a while. God made man in his own image and man's been returning the favor ever since. Because tragically, you get these, well, they're false gods and then in Israel's case, because of this, they're exiled to Babylon. (laughs) And all that because they refuse to turn away from artificial reality toward the one true God of authentic reality. And I want to bring all that up because, you know, that's not a uh, problem that's gone away mm-hmm. in our own day. No, right? Notably. You know, I mean, you brought that up with like, I mean, cult leaders and cults. I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of similarities there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You see, like in, in each of these cases, like there is something that they're trying to appeal to, mm-hmm. whether it's like vulnerabilities in someone's life or their isolation or loneliness or or in this case, like, you can actually, these gods are tactile. You yep. know what I mean? You're trying to pull out something that clearly is a desire in some way. Not, not like, an innately wrong or evil desire, but it's something that, like, can be preyed upon yes. if you kind of lose sight of, you know, where your heart's at and, and what the intent behind a particular message is. Yes, yes. And so, I mean, I actually think, you know, now more than ever, perhaps, the world is attempting to lure our attention away from authentic reality and i don't mean that necessarily in the hashtag authentic way because that is ironically sometimes the most you know Mm. you get like the old you know hashtag authentic and it's some of the most artificial you know like stuff out there but especially from the authentic reality of the living god with artificial stories fake stuff posers all that because 
Okay, like, well, let's just take some examples to get what, you know, because not a particular problem for us with the statues anymore, right? Like, couldn't tell you the last time I went to somebody's house and it's like, oh, you have a hearth god up there, you know, (laughs) that you're making oblations and offerings to. Like, okay, that's not a particular problem. But there are some, I think, obvious examples of where the authentic false god, false stuff reality still preys upon us. So, for example, let's take a really easy one. God intended sex as a gift to celebrate the reality and intimacy of marriage between a man and a woman, right? But now we have almost unlimited and unfettered access to pornography, which turns the bodily act of marital intimacy into a cheap artificial thrill, right? And uh, our eyes and our hearts are stuck looking at the screen. Meanwhile, we're missing out on real life and intimacy. And real intimacy leads us to worship God. Artificial intimacy causes us to turn sex into a God. And it's another example of where, oh, you get it on demand. Like, it's like, oh, it's easy. You get to control, you know? If you're married, you don't have to deal with like, oh, like, well, maybe your spouse is tired and, you know, like, you need to, like, take it easy. It's like, oh, well, I don't need to worry about that because I can control the artificial, you know, supply and demand here. It creates huge problems. Now, most people who call themselves Christians don't have any trouble seeing or saying that that kind of artificial reality is destructive and sinful and ought to be denied, right? Like, I think, you know, we're all pretty great. Like, porn, bad. Yeah, pretty Don't do that. <laughs> it's okay? relatively easy to point don't out. Don't do that, okay? So, again, that's easy. But then my question is, what about the more, perhaps, subtle forms of artificial reality okay. that run the same kinds of risks for us? So, another example. Morgan and I love the early 2000s political drama, The West Wing. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this on the podcast a yeah. few times, right? Morgan and I love that show. It's great. And there's nothing inherently evil about the West Wing. You're right. enjoying that, right? Certainly. Just good content. Aaron Sorkin, one of the best writers out there. Seriously. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. But I do remember very distinctly a few years ago, in light of all the, you know, political madness that just seems to so endlessly rage these days and all that, I found myself looking at Morgan after watching a few episodes of the West Wing and saying, you know, I wish we could live in the West Wing world. And that was a very genuine, like, it wasn't like, I mean, it was a little bit lighthearted and jokey, but also beneath it was a real desire to be like, I would rather live in this world crafted in the mind of Aaron Sorkin than I would in the real world with its ugly and frustrating politics that takes a lot of effort and work to redeem, right? I'd rather have the artificial world written up by a TV screenwriter than deal with an actual town hall meeting or go to the voting booth. And then have to deal with, like, what are the news pundits going to say? Yeah. And that's dangerous, you know? It's frustrating how familiar that sounds yeah, to me. Right? <laughs> like, I think we've all felt that, right? Yeah. I, I think, like, really just to be painfully honest, I think I feel something a little bit like that, like, every time I've ever watched The Lord of the Rings. Oh, yes. Like, I want to live in Middle Earth, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, forget all this. Middle Earth. Give me the days of kings and Numenor. And- <laughs> yeah. And, and it, like, maybe it takes on a different light. Maybe it's calling out something different. I don't completely know how to dissect that yet but what you're describing is is not foreign to me i'm sure it's not foreign to a lot of people yeah and i think that is why so many of us can be so tempted to spend so much time living in artificial worlds Mm. you know because much of authentic real life is frustrating and ugly and unpredictable you know it takes hard work to i mean even just live and move and have your being in a world like ours and artificial reality promises to do away with that and give us what we want when we want it, right? And that's the danger. And that's true of even artificial things that aren't inherently sinful or evil. Those can still, if they're not handled properly, lead us away from the kind of real life that God intends for us. You know, same thing with Lord of the Rings. Like, I love Lord of the Rings. And at its worst, again, yeah, like, I would watch that and be like, I want to give up on everything and just live in Middle Earth. That's all I want to do, right? Like, you know, I want Aragorn (laughs) to be High King and Gondor and all of that. 
at its best, okay, yeah, like again to make the you know the case, these things aren't exactly like the idols Isaiah mm-hmm. was writing about right. because like yeah, of like course. just destroy the statue. Like there's no no bones about it. But like at its best, you could watch something like West Wing or Lord of the Rings and say, oh, that inspires me mm. to live more fully in the real world. Like, oh, I want to live the kind of virtuous life that Aragorn lived. Or I want to handle myself the way President Bartlett handles himself. You know what I mean? Is it fair to say that sometimes those things, those wishes feel intermingled? Like, Yeah, right. I think sometimes in those moments, it it has this effect of like calling out something that is good and useful. Yeah. Like good desires. And then other times it's like, it, it can almost like continue to pull like continue to pull you into that like and i don't want it in the real world enough to stay here right you know yes yes and so you know you want to say that on the one hand but then recognize on the other how easy it is to get sucked into the oh it's artificial reality i get what i want when i want it and i'd rather do that than deal with (laughs) the real world right you know so again if i want marital passion but i don't want to deal with the frustrations of romance and timing and moods Yeah, just open my phone and look at porn. Easy. If I want to live in a politically healthy nation, but I don't want to deal with people who disagree with me, I can just escape to West Wing or Fox News or CNN and rant about politics on Twitter rather than go to a city council meeting. That's really easy to do, right? Right. If I want to have meaningful friendships and relationships, but I don't want to deal with coordinating schedules and taking extra time out of my schedule and dealing with emotions, I can just scroll Facebook for a few hours and catch up with a thousand of my closest digital friends, right? The struggle with scheduling is really... That is a real it's trouble. A real hardship. You know, if I want to know Christ deeply and worship him truly, but I don't want to deal with the hassle of loading the kids up on Sunday morning or seeing that person who annoys me or waking up <laughs> early, you know? Right? Like I can pretty much just watch services online and I can worship corporately maybe once in a while just to be safe. But I mean you see where like the artificial stuff really can actually pull you away. From fulfilling a good desire in the real world. Mm, yeah, I think most of those comparisons pretty depressing. <laughs> pretty much without fail. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> to depress you. But um, you see a trend of alternatives that are isolating. They mm-hmm. they like they present themselves as I think what maybe could seem self-soothing, but are ultimately very destructive. Yeah. Or at least have the potential to be incredibly destructive. Like, yeah. I mean, I will never call out the screenwriting prowess of Aaron Sorkin no. as destructive. Amazing. <laughs> no, sir, it is top tier. Um, but I would say that in much harsher terms of like news networks or like porn, obviously. Yeah. Even like eschewing relationships and community in your own personal life. Like, yeah. you know, what I see in literally all of those positive examples on the opposite side is the need for an embodied experience. Yes. And like from council meetings to community groups, every single one of these is in some ways possibly sacrificial of your time and comfort. Yes. But also like it is. a tactile embodied experience that you are sharing in. Yes, I think that's a great point. And again, you know, like you take, oh yeah, like there's nothing necessarily inherently evil with like, say, Facebook or Twitter. Like those can be used in good ways. It's just, again, you have to be aware of the pull toward substituting that for, oh, like let's, you know, man, it would be difficult to calendar three hours of an evening of my life to work out a time to get together with my friends to do something as opposed to just saying like, oh, well, I'll just settle for shooting a text and that's it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So again, the point is that if artificial reality is where we spend most of our time, we will become artificial in a sense, right? <laughs> because like you get that dynamic in Second Kings seventeen fifteen, where it says the Israelites went after false gods and became false. 
right? Like we become like what we behold, in other words. And so if what we most often behold in our hearts is artificial, we become in a sense artificial, which is just another way of saying you kind of become lifeless, right? There's no life inherent in something artificial. That's part of like, like kind of implied in the definition, right? <laughs> yeah. um, so if we want to step into real weighty, glorious reality, we find it, of course, in beholding God first and foremost, from whom all reality flows, right? And then being willing to step out of our comfort zone and having everything the way we want it when we want it, like artificial reality promises, or like yeah. those stone or wooden or gold statues promised to the Israelites, and then step into the challenges of living in a real world with other living human beings and the yeah. challenges that come with that. I think, like, I also kind of want to go back and correct or clarify something I said, is that, like, some of these things, like, the the good that requires sacrifice sometimes. Like, sure, it, it might it might require that of your time and your comfort. I don't necessarily want to paint it in this exclusively, like, oh, right. it will rob you sort of thing, but you're yes. supposed to anyway. But rather, like, there are maybe some inconveniences sometimes, but also, like, such, like, great joy to be found in that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I would not like to lose sight of, you know, no. I, don't, I don't want to, like, gloss over that without mentioning, you know, right, that no. there's, like, a lot of richness there. Yes, an excellent point. And that's true, like, I think, like, when has anyone ever felt super great and happy and thrilled with their choice to like, oh, I just, I scrolled Facebook for four hours and I did, and like, I didn't have any interactions with my friends in the real world. I didn't get outside. Like, yeah. no, like there are inconveniences and challenges, but like the real joys of life are out there. I mean, well, just out there, not, you know, in the artificial, in the artificial realm. So yes, that's, I mean, that's where you're going to find all of that. So there we have it. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And hopefully you're not treating this podcast as a substitute for things, you know, like uh, having a real conversation <laughs> with your friends or something. Now, if you found this helpful and you want to leave us an honest five-star review on the Apple Podcast platform, we'd be grateful. Mm. We wouldn't take that as fake news, you know? Not We're here for that. Not at all. And uh, if you have any questions on this or any other topic, as always, feel free to email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net. Again, thank you as always for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Mm.